I am Dr. Barbara Kiel, and some clients of mine prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. And to be honest, I quite like it. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast that is born out of mental health efficacy. I believe in the power of intention, and my intention for this podcast is to educate whoever wishes to listen, and to make a paradigm shift in how we perceive mental illness. I also believe mental health education is key, and that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is to invest. In your own mental health. Let's face it, we all need to learn how our minds work and have the skills to deal with life's ups and downs. And more importantly, let us strengthen our ability to better connect with and support each other. Strong, empathetic. Nurturing and caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Proponents of the cognitive model suggest that psychological problems. Are often caused by dysfunctional ways of thinking, and I definitely agree. Not just because I use this modality,、uh, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, to help my clients with、um, anxiety disorders. I also know for a fact that many people, they do have distorted and limiting beliefs. And therefore, it's easier for them to develop generalized anxiety disorder. Actually, a recent survey shows that 62% of college students said that they spend less than 10 minutes at a time worrying about something. In contrast, to 20% worry for more than an hour. Now that's a long time to worry. Before I continue with、um, the cognitive perspective on generalized anxiety disorder, let us set the energy of this episode together. Okay, you may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes, unless, of course, you are driving or operating heavy machinery. Take a deep breath in. Hold it, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe, 
all is well. And so it is. So take another deep breath in. Hold it for five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. And exhale out loud. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Now, given that excessive worry is a key characteristic of generalized anxiety disorder, it won't be surprising for you when I say cognitive theorists have had much to say about the causes of and treatments for this particular disorder. Still remember the episode when I talked about Feelings come from thoughts. Thoughts come from beliefs. If not, I urge you to go back to that episode and then you definitely can connect the dots after this episode. So basically what the cognitive theorists suggested that generalized anxiety disorder is primarily caused by maladaptive assumptions. This notion continues to be influential. And I definitely concur. And I'm not alone. For example, American psychologist and psychotherapist Albert Ellis proposed that many people are guided by irrational beliefs and that's what I call limiting beliefs or distorted beliefs that lead them to act and react in inappropriate ways. Therefore, like I said, if you have a limiting belief or irrational or distorted belief, that will lead you to certain thoughts and certain thoughts will lead you to act and or react in maladaptive ways. And the next thing you realize is you're also feeling the emotions from your thoughts or from your reactions. So now you understand what I meant by feelings come from thoughts, thoughts come from beliefs and beliefs are being taught or from your past experience. Let me circle back to Albert Ellis. He claimed that people with generalized anxiety disorder, they often hold the following basic irrational assumptions. One is that they believe it is a dire necessity for an adult human being to be loved or approved of by virtually every significant other person in his community. Another irrational assumption is that it is awful and catastrophic when things are not the way one would very much like them to be. 
Now, to be honest, I dare say majority of the people who are suffering from anxiety disorders, 99% of the time, they do have this basic irrational belief. And such person will behave in a way is what I called catastrophizing. Another basic irrational assumptions can be if something is or may be dangerous or fearsome, one should be terribly concerned about it and should keep dwelling on the possibility of its occurring. Now think about it. Is that rational? Is this belief rational? Well, of course, we all know that it's not rational. So why do people still hang on to this belief then? Well, most likely because that will lead to another distorted belief, which is when we keep on worrying and thinking about a problem, it's as if it's not going to occur. So in other words, the distorted belief could be that the more we think about it, the less it will happen. Well, it sounds crazy, right? But guess what? As long as you hold on to that distorted belief, you will continue to have that behavior. Now you understand why people cannot stop worrying. First, you have to be aware that you do have that irrational belief. And then you need to abolish it. All right. The last basic irrational assumption is one should be thoroughly competent, adequate, and achieving in all possible respects if one is to consider oneself worthy or worthwhile. Now, my audience, seriously, think about it, right? Is that rational? Is that achievable? Maybe that's why we see a number of people, we call them high achievers, and it seems that there is no end to their wanting, needing to achieve one thing after the other. When people who make those assumptions that I just mentioned are faced with a stressful event, such as an exam or a blind date, they are likely to interpret it as dangerous and threatening to overreact and to experience fear. As they apply the assumptions to more and more events, they may begin to develop generalized anxiety disorder. Another cognitive theorist like Ellis 
Aaron Beck argued that people with generalized anxiety disorder constantly hold silent assumptions. For example, a situation or a person is unsafe until proven to be safe, and it's more likely than not. These people may also have another belief that the world is not safe. So, do you have that belief, or they also have a belief that it is always best to assume the worst, and that's why we we call those people like.、Um, Negative thinkers, right? Pessimist. That imply they are in imminent danger. Research also shows that people whose lives have been filled with unpredictable negative events, these individuals become generally fearful of the unknown. So, in other words, they are always under stress. They are hyper vigilant and basically waiting for the next shoe to drop. It's not a delightful way to live. That's for sure. There are two more recent possible causes for generalized anxiety disorder. Is developed by the researcher Adrian Wells. He argues that people with this disorder implicitly hold both positive and negative beliefs about worrying. So, what does that mean? On the positive side, they believe that worrying is a useful way of appraising and coping with threats in life. Right. Well, that works because, particularly, if you believe that the world is not safe, and so these people look for and examine all possible signs of danger. That is, they worry incessantly, and at the same time, these individuals also hold negative beliefs about worrying. And these negative attitudes are the ones that really open the door to the disorder, because society teaches them that worrying is a bad thing, right? People will say, "Ah,、oh, stop worrying! You're worrying too much." So the individuals come to believe that their repeated worrying is in fact harmful, mentally and physically, and of course they feel uncomfortable. And uncontrollable as well. So now they further worry about the fact that they always seem to be worrying. It's only logical that the net effect of all this worrying leads to generalized anxiety disorder. So the last cause. That I'm going to cover here is the avoidance theory of generalized anxiety disorder. It's developed by the researcher Thomas Borkovec. From his research, he concludes that 
worrying serves a positive function for individuals with this disorder. Now, how? He says that there are people who are suffering from this kind of disorder. They tend to have greater bodily arousal, such as higher heart rate, heart palpitations, perspiration, respiration, and obviously, it's not comfortable. So by worrying, they literally can. Reduce those bodily arousal, and guess what? In breakthrough studies, researchers have found that for all people, yes, all people, cognitive activity temporarily reduces emotional bodily arousal. Isn't that interesting? So I guess we now understand why so many, many, many people worry. In short, individuals with generalized anxiety disorder may turn to worrying as a quick fix. Well, ultimately, male adaptive way of coping with unpleasant states of emotional arousal. All right. So maybe at this time, you are interested to know how we practitioners can help these people who are suffering from generalized anxiety disorder. Well, let me put it in a nutshell for you. If there's a nutshell to put it in, we practitioners. Will point out their irrational assumptions held by our clients, and then we would suggest, or I call it reframing, more appropriate assumptions, and we also assign homework that gives the individuals practice. At challenging old assumptions, or old limiting beliefs, distorted beliefs, and applying new ones. Of course, it's easier said than done. However, it is both achievable and manageable. So, on that note, thank you for listening, and until next week. Stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. Find this podcast. To be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com. D R B A R B A R A K I A O. dot com.